1: deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between area 51 and roswell blasting across the planet the manticore network proudly presents fairy tales because the truth will set you free headline edition july 8 1947 Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where they shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you're keeping Veritas alive. Tonight we present a September 11 special dedicated to all those who lost their lives and the loved ones left behind. It is for them that we continue searching for the truth. Closer can only come when we really know what happened that day. And to get closer to the truth, tonight's special guest is Dr. Judy Wood, who will discuss her new book, Where Did the Towers Go?, The evidence of directed energy technology on 9-11. Dr. Wood will be with us shortly. To listen to the complete version of tonight's 9-11 special with Dr. Judy Wood, which, by the way, is over three hours long, our past and future shows become a member. You will receive immediate access to all our inventory of shows, the Veritas private chat room and the Manticore forum, which, by the way, I am no longer posting a lot of news on our blog. I'm posting them on the forum. So if you are a Veritas member, take advantage of that. You have no idea what you're missing. It is not the traditional forum. And you who have been listening to the first segment of this show for some time, isn't it time that you listen to the entire story, the full show? That's the only way this show survives. So I hope you become a member today. Just head on over to our website. VeritasShow.com, click on subscribe and take Veritas with you. And to those who have written about MMS, it is back, domestic and international. To purchase, go to our website, VeritasShow.com, and click on the MMS link. And yes, we continue selling our 8 gigabyte USB drive with Season 1 and a lot of bonus material. What material? Go to the Veritas store and get ready to be impressed. Shows, ebooks, music, it's filled to the limit. If you need to get in touch with me, go to our website and click on the contact button or on Facebook. According to Dr. Judy Wood, the World Trade Center towers did not collapse on September 11, 2001. They were already turned to dust before a gravity-driven collapse was a possibility. Get ready to discuss how this was done. If you want to continue believing, stop this audio now. If you want to know, don't go anywhere. Dr. Judy Wood is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you are listening to Veritas. This is Andrew Johnson, and you're listening to the Veritas Show. Today is September the 11th, the anniversary of one of the darkest days in history. And I would like to take this opportunity to remember those who perished that Tuesday morning and the loved ones they left behind. you will never be forgotten in the words of dr judy wood for the record i do not believe that our government is responsible for executing the events of september 11th 2001 nor do i believe that our government is not responsible for executing the events of september 11th 2001 this is not a case of belief this is a crime that should be solved by a forensic study of the evidence. Before it can be determined who did it, it must first be determined what was done and how it was done. The order of crime solving is to determine what happened then, how it happened, by what weapon, then, who did it, and only then can we address why they did it, the motive. Let us remember what is required to convict someone of a crime. You cannot convict someone of a crime based on belief. You cannot convict someone of a crime if you don't even know what crime to charge them with. If you accuse someone of murder using a gun, you'd better be sure the body has a bullet hole in it. And yet, before noon, on September 11, 2001, we were told who had done it and how it had been done. This before any investigation had ever been conducted to determine what had been done. The popular chant, 9-11 was an inside job, is scientifically speaking no different from the chant that 19 bad guys with boxcotters did it. Neither one is the result of a scientific investigation supported by evidence that would be admissible in court. Neither identifies what crime was committed or how it was committed. So let us consider the body of empirical evidence that must be explained in order to determine what happened. What will be presented is not a theory and it is not speculation. It is evidence. And tonight, we will be discussing the evidence of what happened on September 11th, 2001. Dr. Judy Wood received her B.S. in Civil Engineering in 1981, a Master's in Engineering Mechanics in 1983, and a Ph.D. in Materials Engineering Science in 1992 from the Department of Engineering Science and Mechanics at Virginia Polytech Institute and State Institute at Blacksburg, Virginia. From 1999 to 2006, Dr. Wood has been an associate professor in the mechanical engineering department at Clemson University in South Carolina. Among other skills, she is an expert in the use of moiré interferometry, a full-field optical method that is used in stress analysis. She's also the author of the book entitled, Where Did the Towers Go?, The Evidence of Directed Energy Technology on 9-11. And directly from South Carolina, I would like to welcome Dr. Judy Wood back to Veritas. Hello, Dr. Wood, and welcome back. How are you?
2: Oh, great. Thank you very much.
1: It's my pleasure having you on, Dr. Wood. Uh, This is our September the 11th special. And after almost a decade, this is still in our minds, and, and many are still looking at everything but the evidence.
2: Exactly.
1: That's what you have been doing for almost a decade, too. Unfortunately, there are many who, one, don't want to look at the evidence, two, they don't want you to discuss the evidence, or three, they are being directed elsewhere because finding out what we will be discussing tonight is not in their best interest. I've discussed this before. When there is a concerted effort to ridicule and shun someone, I've found that maybe we need to listen to what that person has to say. Those of you who have listened to me for some time, Know that I like to listen to all perspectives. I don't want someone to make decisions for me. Let me listen. Let me analyze. Let me digest the information. And let me come to my own conclusion. That is my job. If there is something I don't understand, is the behavior many people have displayed against you, Dr. Wood, when you simply want to talk about the evidence. You're not trying to prove who did it or why. You simply want to know what happened that day. Am I correct so far, Dr. Wood?
2: Oh, Yes. Yes. where did, my, my first question on day one, and still, you know, I, I was pursuing that. Where did the, t- the buildings go? Where did the material go? It's gone. You know, by the time the, the uh, air cleared and you could see, which is about 30 minutes later, uh, it was just like a flat football field, just about. There was, you know, rubble, but not more than like a story or so high. Uh, definitely it was dwarfed by comparison to an eight-story building right next to it. Where would it go? Newscasters asked that same question, and for some reason, by the next day, they quit asking that question, and others quit asking it. It was not so acceptable to ask that question.
1: And going back, just a quick summary of what we talked about last year. If I remember correctly, you... Now, in retrospect, you were lucky that you didn't grow up watching TV as most of us were growing up. Therefore, you didn't have that programming that most of us go through. You know, we see someone on TV, we see the anchor on the six o'clock news, and, and we see the person talking about the news. You know, when you see a commercial, you know there's a script, there's a concerted effort to sell you a product. Now you turn on the TV and you see, for example, during the time when we were looking at the Iraq War and in preparation towards it. We see all these former military colonels, generals talking about why it was important to go there. People think it's just the news and you have all these respected individuals talking, when in reality, it was a very, very long commercial to make you believe that we needed to go to war. In other words, television, is a, it's a wonderful piece of mind control for all of us. What happened again when you woke up that morning and you started looking at the news?
2: Well, I didn't first start looking at the news. Uh, I had a, a clock, an alarm, radio that came on. I had adjusted to an obnoxious talk show so that it would make sure to wake me up. And it was a day I, I taught at evening class, so I, you know, went in late. But I was entering grades and so forth in the next room on my computer, and the thing kicked on, and I didn't get up to go turn it off. And then in the background, I heard him talking about like some guy came home late from the party last night, made a wrong turn with his airplane, went into the and, and, and uh, went into the towers. Ha ha ha. And then there's another one that did it, too. Ha ha ha. And OK, I'm waiting for them to get to the punchline. And you know, I'm kind of half listening to this, but the, the joke would seem like a joke it was a sick joke went on and on and on. And so finally, I turn on the TV set and I see the the show. And one thing I've noticed is when um, I used to bike race a lot and you get crashes, there seems to be five major categories of responses that people have naturally. You don't know where you are until you're in that situation. There's the organizer. Uh, Then there's the one that can deal with the body. Sometimes those are the same person, but they're two separate roles. Then there's the equipment gatherer. <laughs> then there's the data collector. And then there's the useless ones. Of the useless ones, there's some of them who can follow instructions, but they can't function on their own. They just, they just stand there. But, but a lot of them are, are use, they're just, they're just too out of commission to function. Uh, I think uh, we know where I fit in. <laughs> The data collector. Right. And a good example of this is uh, the San Francisco earthquake. When there was a cameraman who started filming the thing while it was happening in a car driving over the end of a bridge that was opening up, you don't have time to think. That's reflex. It's just what people do in various situations. Well, I turn on the, the TV, and I'm, I'm sampling every station my rabbit ears could tune into. I was even videotaping it. And one thing I noticed was that they are all playing the same tune. Wait a minute. You know, that, that struck me kind of funny because usually you have, you know, one of them interviewing uh, someone who took their loved one to the airport. And then someone else is a building engineer and they're interviewing somebody who saw something. And no, these are all like slightly different uh, video angles, but all the same story. Almost and, as
1: if they needed to read the script at a certain time, all of them at the same time.
2: Yeah, I I don't know if that's what it was or if they were getting uh, it, who was orchestrating it from where, but we didn't have um, the typical you know hodgepodge different. You've seen it before, when, sure. Have, like uh, if there was an earthquake, you'd have a whole bunch of different people interviewing different people for different things and what they saw. That I thought was strange, and then there's something that started hitting me like. Uh, deja vu kind of with war of the worlds though i wasn't around back then that's where they played this uh fake uh alien invasion on the radio show right um and okay how do i know if that's what this is or not we need more data ah i have parents that live near the pentagon so i'll call up my mom and ask her if he you know looks out and sees if there's fighter jets overhead After all, if the Pentagon's involved, certainly, you know, if we're being attacked, I called her up. She didn't know anything was going on.
1: Did you call her before the the Pentagon incident?
2: No, it was just after. But she wasn't aware anything was going on because, of course, she doesn't turn on the TV. Right. And um, she looked out, didn't uh, didn't, didn't see any fighter jets, so we both decided it was a hoax. That's how we were both introduced to it, and I think it matters how you were introduced to it. Uh, My dad was out in his garden, and his neighbor who works at the Pentagon uh, came running home, ran over to him for comfort, all terrified. And she uh, believes that she saw the wing of the airplane take the roof off the Pentagon, or at least that's how my dad understood it. It turns out she wasn't at the Pentagon that day. She was at a meeting across town. But that's how my dad understood it, and he would not budge from that position that it was real, and you can't tell them otherwise. So I feel very fortunate to have seen those two different types of interpretations from the same family based on the introduction to the material.
1: And I'm very privileged to have had the opportunity to read your book. Before you sent it, I had high expectations. But I have to tell you, if anyone who wants to know what happened to the towers Uh, You don't discuss the Pentagon or Flight 93 over Shanksville, Pennsylvania. If anyone wants to know what the conditions were that caused the towers to essentially pulverize, criticizes you without reading the book, it is simply, in my opinion, ignorance. You're not basing your conclusions on what you heard. You analyze data, every detail. You collected witness testimony, and you connected many dots. You you are an engineer— you are a professor of engineering, so your technical data may be intimidating to some, but your analysis is explained in such a way that those of us who are not engineers can understand it. Tonight, I want to be able to explore the most important areas of your book. But being that it's close to 600 pages, it will be impossible to dissect it in just a few hours. But let's try. First, there was pressure to conform. It happened to you, it happened to me, it happened to millions of people people. I think I can speak on behalf of the majority who, who watched the news that day. We believed everything we were told. We rallied behind our, our president and accepted everything as, as fact that day. As you say, there was pressure to conform. How did the pressure to conform affect you?
2: Well, at first I had my own opinion. That's what I like, is, is to see what I see first and then see what other people
0: Thank you for listening. Or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at VeritasRadio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at VeritasRadio.com.